0: Welcome to Bat Yard's Finest, bringing you the finest Batman and Superman in pop culture. From Metropolis, I'm Josh from Bat Yard Productions.
1: Matt, how are you guys doing? Wow. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <Yeah. laughs> so today, the main event we're going to go over is the Arctic Giant, but we'll get into that later. Um, so, Matt, is there any like little DC news or BSBS anything
1: revolving around it? characters you want to discuss uh not at the moment uh like i say to some people like i think i may say this like in the prior like podcast we've done i'm not always into the dc like universe and lately like i've been trying to avoid some stupid news so like i may have to try a little keeping on task on that because i'm trying to just because what's going on lately, is just don't want to see news. I just yeah. rather see, like, stupid memes. No,
0: I, I, there's a lot more important things going on right now. Um,
1: yeah. I don't really have
0: any news, either, at least as of now. Um, so, basically, what I want to say is Wonder Woman, that was Wonder Woman 84, uh, originally going to release out in June, theaters June 5th, now postponed... Hopefully, they hit theater August 14th. Um, I don't know if, you know, society will revert back to normal by then. <laughs> um, oh, hopefully. Um, yeah, so that's really the only thing I have to say. I know there's a bunch of lineup, a bunch of movies that they're planning on making, like Aquaman 2 and Flash 2. But uh, I don't know what state those are in. I know Shazam 2 being in the middle of the process of, like... Post production. Uh, oh, they're actually making one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't even hear about that at all. Uh,
0: I forget it's the same director. I forget his name. I know him as Pony Smasher on Instagram, but I know that's not his real name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be the same director. You know, Zachary Levi. Well,
1: oh, that's one thing I do like about movies, like if movie series that keep the same directors. Yeah, David S. Danberg. That's uh, okay. He did like uh, yeah. Annabelle and all that crap. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I do like about series. Like, if you keep the same director, it's gonna flow constant. And they're gonna know what their image is. Yeah, it'll be on something kind of the same kind of feel and style. Including, he can like look at the first movie and say, "I didn't have time to do that, but I can do that in this movie." Right? They could build upon it. I'm sure it'll have the yeah. budget and everything. Yeah,
0: so that's kind of what we have to look forward to in D.C. Um, at some point, I think uh, Benjamin David from Love and Batman Beyond Podcast and I, we're going to review the new um, D.C. movie, D.C. animated Justice movie that's coming out. I forget what it's called already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to come out sometime this month, so look
1: forward to that. Is it like a Justice League thing or like yeah, is it a solo movie? Thing.
0: I want to see Justice League Dune, but that, I don't think that's what it's called. DC
1: animated mm. movie. I don't know, but I still need to watch Hush. That's one DC movie. I kind of want to watch uh, what's it, The Harley Quinn animated show that she has. Yeah. But I need to get the DC like the, the DC universe. Yeah, stuff. I don't
0: have the app either. Um.
1: Yeah, I, I, that show.
0: I, little snippets um, it seems like there's a lot of gratuitous swearing just mm-hmm. edgy what clips I've seen kind of is a vibe I get it comes across like a like a high school student wrote the script you know just to put yeah just to, uh, because the it's thing new,
1: is even though it's you know it doesn't really serve the story that's what it seems
0: like. I don't know I haven't yeah
1: to me, I don't know, I kind of like that nonsense sometimes. I actually joined like, just a stupid, like, adventure. That's it. Seems like uh, Harley Quinn just ha- is just having an adventure, doing some shit. Make, like, it's in the trailer, it's a that she wants to start a fucking group of her own and have fun. So, that's how I see it as. That's what I kind of want to see. Funny.
0: It looks like, basically, DC's version of Deadpool,
1: kind of what they're doing. Yeah, basically. That's the only way you can look at Harley Quinn as... In this situation.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll review that. Wait. <laughs> um, so, Matt, are you going to go an event? Do you have any bullshit you want to talk about before we
1: start? i us jump right into this this uh, this well, this topic we're going to be discussing. Yeah, it seems like we're just getting right into the thick of things.
0: Okay, so we're going to the main event to the DC pop culture piece uh, with... Superman, the Max Fleischer series, The Arctic Giant, a release in 1942, is the fourth of the 17 animated Technicolor short films based upon the DC Comics character Superman, originally created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. The animated short was created by the Fleischer Studios. Uh, The story runs about nine minutes and covers Superman Adventures, defeating a dinosaur-esque monster that terrorizes the city. It was originally released February 27, 1942. Um. Hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the movie. That's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just basically read the Wikipedia synopsis of. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if you didn't get that, basically this uh, score from the '40s is Superman, uh, Godzilla-esque. Twelve years before Godzilla was even established. Free Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> that you're kind of new to the Met Lifeer
1: Superman series. Seen any of them besides this one, correct? Uh, no, I've seen uh, what's it called? The one that you sent me a long time ago when like we did uh, a review on Batman versus Superman. Oh, right, right. And it was the one when he uh, saves, like, basically saves Metropolis with like every single issue that's happening that's like in their fight because you're trying to set a point how like. He doesn't, Superman doesn't save nothing other than, like, just destroy most of his new movies that he's been doing. Yeah, basically, he's just Lois Lane and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, like, this movie, the like, little cartoon you showed me, like, it was, like, he saves, like, he saves a building. He, re- he like, re- put, like, he like, stands it back up again after it's falling. It was, like, rescuing people and everything. It was just, like, he's stopping and saving and, like, all that joke. I remember that one. Yeah. That was a couple of years back. I think
0: that's a mad scientist is the one I showed. I think so. He had, like, a
1: death ray or something. Yeah, the
0: Empire building's kind of falling over. That one. Yeah. Cool. I think I remember that in a previous episode of Benjamin Dayman. If you want to go back to our previous Bat Yard's Finest episode, episode 3, uh, we discussed the Fleischer, Superman, the mad scientist. Uh, so go check it out. Or listen to um, so yeah Matt what are your thoughts of this
1: animated show? well I actually freaking enjoyed it It was pretty awesome to see like how how it takes place and like they kind of like pre- like it's like funny how like um, like I never seen any of this stuff so like in my head I'm like wow they kind of predicted some shit that's gonna happen in the future but at the same time you have to think about it I have to think about I'm like wait I'm being stupid this this is the past. Way before uh Ray Harryhausen did his uh Bees from Twenty Thousand uh, Fathoms and um what was it in Godzilla came out, so and it's like in my head I was like, That's old oh, they're predicting shit, but at the same time, no, these people were inspired by this. Yeah. Anyways. I
0: never seen I haven't heard a direct quote from either the creators of Godzilla or uh, the creators of Beast from 20,000 Fathoms that the Max Fleischer Superman has directly inspired them with the Arctic giant, but there's no possible way that it couldn't have been inspired by this animated short. But how they get the dinosaur, you know, how they how they transport it, you know, how it looks, it's like all of it, it seems like it's, it's kind of like pieces are kind of, Fragmented both stories.
1: Yeah, it was like, oh, it's kind of neat, like seeing like uh then doing the transfer like the transportation law and stuff, and like bringing the dinosaur actually back to Metropolis and setting him up in that little area. It wasn't as as nice, um, well, as a block of ice, and seeing all the machinery that's supposed to be working. That was pretty cool seeing the animation for that. Yeah, you know. But I was really pissed that the guy had to leave his oil can. <laughs> And have it fall into the jet, you know. And I mean, the generator. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ! The <laughs>
0: that's keeping the the refrigeration kind of, you know,
1: yeah, down to keep this ar- ar- Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this oil can right here <laughs> and just make sure, even though we're shaking this board around, I'm just gonna leave it there and nothing bad's gonna he's happen. Too, no, he's yeah, he's too
0: interested in Lois Lane and, and telling her the story and like, I know she's a hot dame, but you know what? You have
1: to keep your job safe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, like all this setup, you know, with the monster and everything. Basically they go to Siberia, they excavate this monster, this, uh, this dinosaur from the Mesozoic era. And they bring it to Metropolis. And that's when they get the public interest. And this is when Lois Lane is brought in. There's a lot of high interest from the public. Lois Lane is there to do a reporter piece on it. And, uh, that's when the one of the operators of the generator he leaves his oil can on there and then it just becomes a bad day. <laughs> right on that damn yeah. thing. But with, <laughs> with um well all this information you get, you know, with a monster being in Siberia, you know, it traveling to the metropolis, you receive all that information in two minutes and eighteen seconds. Yeah, two minutes and eighteen seconds of of screen time. You get all this information. You know, a movie takes like 10, 15 minutes before you understand in, uh, it. Meanwhile, in 20,000 Fathoms, you get all this, uh, all the information that you get with uh, all these bombs being tested in uh, the Northern Arctic. That's what releases the monster. And then the mon- after that, the monster's already on a rampage so that'll bring it to the main island. It just kind of follows them on their uh, expedition. So... With that information, you get it. It's after 18 18 minutes you receive all that information. Meanwhile, in uh Superman, the Arctic Giant, you get all that information in two minutes and 18 seconds. I think in the Arctic Giant, they tell the same story in uh significant less time, and it's told more smoothly, and it doesn't uh waste your time whatsoever. And uh, uh compared to uh the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, I hate to say it's uh I think the pacing of uh, the Arctic Giant is way more utilized in a better significant way than uh the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, which I do love enjoy the movie, but I just think the same story is told uh more efficiently in uh, Superman the Arctic Giant.
1: Yeah, well I think with Godzilla too, like uh I think in the nineteen fifty four Godzilla, at least with the American edition, I think it takes at least about like i think it gets 20 minutes in for you it states like nuclear re- like a nuclear attacks and all that stuff but, like to understand like the whole thing i think it takes like 20 minutes right. to get into it and i don't know about the japanese edition because i haven't seen that one yet mm-hmm. and that like i bet, I bet that one jumps right to it more faster than the american edition because american uh, copy was just trying to hide all our ass yeah. Well, they're basically trying to mark the movie to American, audiences. yeah. But so, an American
0: actor. I haven't seen the Japanese, their own, I only seen the original Godzilla One. I remember I really enjoyed it. I remember it was a great movie, you know. I think that movie is a little better done, 20,000 fast, even though I love the animation, the Ray Harry house, Rhodosaurus. Um, it looks more like a monster, like a dinosaur, of like early sketches of what they thought dinosaurs looked like back in the hundreds, you know, more like, oh well, quadrupedal, you know, kind of
1: sways like lizard.
0: It's not like bird like or modern.
1: Yeah. Modern and like, uh, and Godzilla is more bird like, but that, like more like that, like T Rex is more, but like the face of Godzilla's face was supposed to represent a mushroom cloud. Actually, yeah, they said that like they want to like represent uh, the nuclear like side of him, so they decided to try to model his face in the early editions to a mushroom cloud ish style, mm-hmm. and then later on it just performed and like it just, like progressed to like a cat style or like all weird style like from the 80s. And it's it just progresses into different stuff, but until like uh, Shin Godzilla, that shows you like. Oh, the grossness of it. Oh, they went back to like nuclear radiation. Yeah, like, it looks like. Sick, it looks sick. gross. So, it's like, you got the burns from like radiation burns. They actually got some like other like concept. I think uh, his face is more to a cloud again, to a, um, to a nuclear mushroom cloud. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have to see Shin God's things about it. I don't want to. I've seen enough of it. I don't want to. I heard
0: it was better. I heard it was better. American, do we American?
1: Ah, we all differ on it. It's weird. We there's a lot of community people that argue back and forth, and we have you, like we, it's so like you can't uh, because what? you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> well, I I, I I literally can look at it and just say hell no. <laughs> uh, I even got other fans that actually told me that they have wasted their time watching that movie because the plot of the movie well. Okay, Godzilla plots are really horrible sometimes, but, like, this one is, like, probably, like, the worst one, they said. And the way they had to kill Godzilla, including Godzilla has to take, like, three-day naps in the middle of, like, Tokyo or the middle of somewhere. Because if he uses too much power, Shin Godzilla, he has to go dormant. So he goes dormant on, like, the ground instead of retreating back to the ocean or anything, so he just, like, falls asleep. And this is Just, like... And, yeah, and Shin Godzilla, he just falls asleep. Meanwhile, all his other movies, we all know what he does. He retreats back to the ocean. Because this one's a whole different storyline and won't continue onwards because they killed him. No, 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 I
0: think with that one, it seems a little more authentic because it's made by Toho, a Japanese studio that started God- yeah, that one the new, whatever the last up, the,
1: American uh, legacy Leg- I think it's legacy that makes the new yeah. ones the American King of the Monsters or something like that. That one was. Yeah, that, that's like le- I think that's the legacy Toho uh, edition of uh, the American style. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. those movies like are okay. Ones I never, I don't need to see ever again.
1: You know. <laughs> eh. I enjoy them; they're fun. It's something new. They added new creatures and new concepts to that thing, to the Godzilla verse. Well, they made the new verse. I think it's called the Titan verse, or something like that. The mon the Monster verse, Titan verse, whatever it is. It's weird because they're now they like, just giant fucking uh, giant things. So,
0: yeah, what um what the monster and you know, the Arctic giant, it looks more like Godzilla like than the um, Rodosaurus, you know, so it's oh, yeah. feetal, it Walks around. It's like as tall all these skyscrapers. When it moves around, like tails whip and hits buildings just like Godzilla's would. Um, mm-hmm. And and all the, the destruction in, in these series in this like uh, it all looks realistic. A cartoony it all looks like how a break. All the sounds look really little. Really, they in a realistic. They, they, this is basically paramount. The most paramount can make a like five kind of super time, you know, mm. with their budget. And I know that the budget for the shorts were pretty, pretty expensive. I think they're like were under a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Which money is like around like a couple million, or a million dollars per per eight per short. Really, for one cartoon
1: million dollars that's pretty expensive damn okay <laughs> I didn't know that was a. I didn't know that was the budget yeah
0: it's um, it's really innovative and I know like the suit studios that made the cartoon it the animation looks on par to Disney,
1: Disney animation at the time oh yeah it looks just like uh, like uh, the wow the movies were the animated yeah, movies yeah this is like an animated short eight
0: and a half minutes and they pretty like Whole storyline, like it's like shot, like like uh, all the all the scenes and everything, they look like more of a modern movie than uh, what they were kind of live action time because they're, they're doing like like they see the the low Dutch angles, you see the ceiling, you know, you get to see the monster, you see it like kind of like like above the camera angle, like in in mm-hmm. old movies, it's just like a straight-up still shot, you know, just a tripod shot. They never shot because it was always a set because it never had a ceiling until hmm. until like Citizen Kane which came out like, I don't know, 47 or something like that. That's when they kind of made more of a modern twist on on like camera angles and shots and editing and everything like that. And this seems more modern than most of the stuff that was coming out at that time.
1: Hey, you said that the budget was one one hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, around there. I, I I I don't Well, I I typed that in the Google to see how much that would be worth um now from like nineteen forty uh forty two. So that would equal up to one million five hundred and eighty three thousand five hundred and twenty seven dollars uh oh five hundred and twenty seven hundred and sixty one cents. <laughs> So that's, that's a lot of fucking, that's a lot of money. And
0: that's, that's per short. It's not for
1: everyone. So, yeah, that's basically a, a small budget for a small, for a movie. Like a small budget for, yeah, definitely a small budget for a movie. And it's
0: only, and keep in mind, it's, the whole short is only eight minutes and 35 seconds, you know. Yeah, that's That's a million dollars for short. That's like paying a million dollars for a Spongebob episode today. (laughs) <laughs> that's nuts i don't want that <laughs> like, you, look at, you look at it and it's like it's like very noir feel you know like you mm-hmm. feel the atmosphere with every background like every still and every even just the background i would have that as like a painting mural just like in my living room like you want like it just so it just kind of screams the atmosphere every background and it's it's beautifully drawn and animated like Every motion of, like, each character, it looks like they're, like, they flow like water. You know, like, they, like, move like they're really there. There's no... Yeah. Even the ba-
1: There's no stiffness. There's no, like, still of it, like you are saying before. Yeah. It is, like, a fluid motion of everything. Even the dinosaur, when you are saying, going, walking through the city and everything, destroying things, it was wrecking things like you would see happen in like freaking the movies were. Yeah in
0: like real life. It was so it's yeah. so realistic. It's like amazing that they have that even come across. You know, you feel the weight of everything. The sound design is so good, you know, like the the like the the sound of the generator, you know, it's like sticks out in your head. The the when they show the Siberian Arctic, you hear the chills. Like you almost get chills just hearing sound design. The sound mm-hmm, the score how it looks everything is amazing it's like top peak animation i almost can't praise it enough because it's like like say you show this to a child right they don't know Mm -hmm. superman is they have no idea what the character is about you show them this it has all the essentials of superman you understand within seconds you understand what this character is about what he's fighting for you know and you understand, like without the story being so saturated with all this unneeded stuff, like modern Superman movies, it just, just the mm-hmm. essence of Superman within minutes. Like you totally get what this character is about within seconds of looking
1: at it. No, this is just the thing is like you're. The thing is, you're praising something that wasn't tainted over the years. That hasn't changed. Hasn't got modified. Hasn't been twisted. All that junk. So, you're going to get what Superman stands for back in 1942. Mm -hmm. That's what you're getting. You're getting America's, like, freaking savior, their their hope. Now, it's just like, oh, I broke my toilet. Superman's going to help me. Help. (laughs) Well, like, (laughs) I mean, like,
0: even with that, like, there's a comic where someone breaks his toilet. It kind of shows... That's no, but no job is big enough for Superman. That's what I like about Superman. Even if some guy, Jimmy mm-hmm. <laughs> if Jimmy Olsen broke his toilet, Superman <clears throat> would go over there in a flash and help Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Jimmy, how would you do this? I don't know. I sat and it broke. <laughs> Jimmy, you have to lose weight. Well, get, like it, it just screams classic Superman, and like even mm. like to a kid, you would not even like I. If you show this to a child, I don't think they would even think that this is old. You know, like, it does look ancient,
1: but it looks so crisp. I would say, I would say, I would actually, if I didn't know it was made in 1942, I would actually think it would be made in, like, maybe the early 90s, mm-hmm. like, almost around then. Yeah,
0: it looks like, um. well, Batman the Animated Series, which was produced in the 90s, was highly, this, like, highly, highly was inspired by uh, the Max Fleischer Superman series.
1: and Yeah, they're pretty damn close. If you yeah, look you can at tell
0: it. by the animation, but even so, this, I think the animation is this far exceeds Batman the Animated Series. I uh-huh. love Batman the Animated Series. I love the looks. I love the shadows. You know, I love that.
1: Oh, you bought the collection? Yeah,
0: I do have the collection. But, <laughs> but this, it looks, it. the motions are somewhat more fluid. It's like, they're real people, and in Batman the Animated Super, like even though the movements are great, they're it's not mm-hmm. nearly as fluid as Max Fleischer's Superman. It's um, it's definitely like
1: the highest tier of animation. Um, it's- well, I feel like this. I feel like he had more of a pride making these vi- making these videos than like other people. Like other people nowadays, just like, well, oh, it's my name on name on this uh, new show. And I'm just getting paid. He's probably like saying, "Wow, I'm making this character that's supposed to stand for hope and all this stuff for this stuff for us." So that'd be awesome. People look like up to this character, so I have to make him as good as yeah. Possible.
0: And this was this came out like only a couple years after Superman was even released in comic books. You know, Superman was he released in 1936? It's uh 38. So like super 38. Like, oh, for five oh, that's almost years, close. Like. Within the making, basically. Um, so it's. And like this, I mean, this is right after, like the Superman radio show was going on at the same time. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it was going on earlier than the Fleischer studio. So the voice, they had to get the Superman voice, and everyone in America at the time would listen to, you know, these pop culture radio shows. And Superman was one of the most popular uh, radio shows at the time. And the. The actor who portrayed Superman, his name was Bud Collier, and they had to get that voice in the cartoon because that's what Superman's.
1: <laughs> that was film. Superman. That's what.
0: So they had they had to get that voice actor, and luckily they did because you know the tra- even the transitions, like even though there's only so little, so much little dialogue, you get the characters mm-hmm. within like. They probably only have five scenes, but how they're played and like where the lines are placed is just like so seamless and it tells the story perfectly. You don't need it. you don't need all the saturated information, you know. No, it's... You don't want to see Superman kind of like being all depressed. You want Superman to bring up people and bring up like bring up everyone else and kind of make them more than what they are, you know, instead of if you see Superman depressed, then that makes the audience depressed, and no one wants to see that. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, no, one really does want no, to see uh, that. Unless, like, you know, in a I, uh, good way. There's are times like to put that in your story, but this this mm-hmm. is just Superman simplified. You know, it just like simply tells you the essence of Superman and what his character is about in just such a short time period.
1: Yeah, uh, I wanna say I wanna go back to like the design of the dinosaur and everything about this thing. It was, the thing is like it's funny like looking at this dinosaur. It's awesome the design, like how you're stating like it's like like bird like. It's like how a dinosaur like well a T Rex should mm-hmm. look like. But it just it makes me laugh when I see its teeth. Yeah,
0: it's its teeth the
1: teeth look like um, it's like he's like the what they're like
0: fangs, you know, they're like
1: they're a little yeah, chemical. They're like, uh, it's like the T-Rex's hillbilly cousin. <laughs> it's like, it's just like, oh, golly, the four teeth, I can't do anything with yeah, it. But he, like, it almost looks like a snake <laughs> or like a viper, like his fangs, you know? Yeah. But like Godzilla did a, uh, what's it called? And Godzilla uh, vs. Uh, Mechagodzilla 2, <laughs> they released, I sent you a picture of it so you can actually understand what I'm talking <laughs> about. Uh they have a baby Godzilla in it that hatches from an egg in that movie and it looks just like this freaking dinosaur. Lily a small little scale it's actually human height about like a 5 foot height uh, 5 foot tall baby right. Godzilla. And it looks just like this monster that this dinosaur that we have. And like it has the things everything. It looks so goofy the color pattern it's not green, but you get the concept that on top it's darker than the belly then the belly is like the lighter style. His eyes are more like a bloodshot look than the green coat that we have. But you did say to me earlier that he goes through like a bloodshot eye look when he opens yeah, his when eyes. He first but, eyes.
0: You feel it like he's been in that ice for millions of years. You know. He's like yeah. hurting
1: opening his eyes. You know, his
0: eyes have been shut for that long. Right. But you like,
1: know, <laughs> but the funny thing is in that movie, they even go in the backstory. Like this isn't Godzilla's baby; it's another like breed of Godzilla. But Godzilla's gonna freaking, he's gonna uh, to adopt it and have it as his baby. Supposedly throughout the rest of his movie, mm. through two other movies, right? But, yeah, but it evolves from that form to another form; like it grows up. But like they even st- state it in the movie that he is a herbivore. So that's why he has that weird teeth. Uh, yep. Supposedly, that's how he stated it in the movie. Like they're like, "Oh, he's a herbivore. He eats plants and all this other stuff. He doesn't. He doesn't have to eat meat." But if you watch the other couple movies after him, it was Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. He ends up becoming this giant, fat, little baby, little cute little guy mm-hmm. with big eyes. Um, he they end up, he ended up getting like. Actual real teeth, teeth. So it looks like he can actually eat meat. And then in Godzilla vs. um he ends up becoming about good, like, he's actually Godzilla tall. Like, a real Godzilla height. And he looks just like Godzilla. So I'm like, alright. He actually looks like he can eat people. Oh, he so... He doesn't have the fangs no more or nothing. So he just like, it looks like he starts off as a herbivore. Then... For like slowly evolves into a carnivore or some kind of state of that. We we don't really, I haven't looked into what Godzilla eats in the future, but I know that's how they state in the movie. Like, oh, he's a herbivore. Mm-hmm. As this baby form. Oh, I see. Okay. And they make him a super playful little thing, too. And they have him like running around. What is he, what movie play is he from when he looks like the one from the Superman short? He that is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. Okay. And they get him from an egg, and they finally hatch it. He has like a, some like a uh, relationship with some girl with his heartbeat weird thing, right. and it's whatever. It gets by. It, it gets by. It doesn't matter. And they keep him in like a playpen, like, like at the and like in the middle of the movie, they have like a like like uh, in this building, they have like a little like uh, like a setup for him, like a little exhibit.
0: Oh, does he? Does he become a zoo item at the
1: end of the movie? <laughs> No, he goes back with his father, mother thing. We don't. We believe that Godzilla is asexual. So like he just, no. <laughs> just does whatever he wants. <laughs> I, I want to go
0: back to Bud or um, how he like portrays Superman and Clark Kent. Like his Clark Kent, uh-huh. his like he has to portray his character with just his voice. And his Clark Kent yeah. is so timid, and it's like so high octave, and his transition from. Clark Kent to Superman is so seamless, you know, he's like, this looks like up for mm-hmm. Superman, you know, he does that deep voice and it just like, goes <laughs> right into it. it, like like playing the piano keys almost you know, he just kind of goes into the chords of Superman and Clark Kent and it's just so seamless and it's just, it's a perfect transition to understand how people would differentiate these characters and not think that they're one and the same, you know and, yeah I know, he, he like wait. He winks. He like winks to the audience in the beginning of the <laughs> in the beginning of the short, and at the end, he's like, um, it, Lois has a has a story to you know cover this this Arctic you know Arctic beast that just uh, is mm-hmm. being broadcasted shown to the to the public." And she's going over there. She Clark's asking her where she's going. He's like, oh yeah, why? What, what, can I come along? She's like, oh, you know, you might faint. And then he just like says to the audience, he's like, oh yeah,
1: well Superman hasn't fainted yet, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he just does yeah, a little wink. Just, and at the end, he just does, I must have fainted. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. At the end, he like it's like a closer to the to the joke, you know, to the arc. He's like, oh yeah, um, I, oh I must have fainted. That's why I missed this whole thing, you know. It's, it's just like cute little moments like that that kind of makes the audience more involved with the character, you know. And uh, mm. Lois Lane, uh, she's played by Joan Alexander, who did play her in the Superman radio show as well. So, you know, I that mm-hmm. as, as well, she does play Lois in both shows. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great like how they they cast the same the same voices, because it feels a little more more authentic
1: with that. Well, that's what people knew, so, like, why why not just use those voices? Right. Including no one's seen their faces or seen anything of them other than whoever, like, seen like, like, uh, was it, like, magazines or newspapers with them in it? Yeah, I want to... So, I like, say, it would just be easy just doing it on, like, video. Yeah, that's... Like, as an animated...
0: Uh, I want to say, um... With uh, with the animation style, it much looks like uh Jerry Siegel's art um for the Superman comic books. It almost looks like they're straight ripped out of uh, you know, Action Comics number one. Basically, it's classic Superman. And uh, actually, in the comic books, Superman used to leap instead
1: of um, flying. You
0: know, he used to leap building a building. That's
1: yeah. That's why he said like, was it like uh, if every single was a. Leap or bound, right?
0: Yeah, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. And mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's where that kind of saying comes from. And the the um the animators were just like like screaming to DC, they're like, please let us let us make him fly because it's so much harder <laughs> for him to animate a character jumping from building to building than just have him defy gravity and just be flying. You know, he has to react. Well, he looks like he. It looks like a freaking frog. If it keeps <laughs> bouncing, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks um, it looks a little more cinematic when like the Hulk jumps, you know, like because he's uh-huh, he's this big. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a giant frog. He's this giant step. He does. He's leaping, you know, with all his his you know all his mass, and Superman's just kind of leaping like he's Peter Pan or something. Um, you only, <laughs> only see Superman fly once in this in this short. Um, the whole time, most of the time he's leaping. You see him fly one. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of interesting how the progression... This is how Superman flew. It is because of this cartoon. Because the animators wanted him to fly because it was
1: easier to animate. And that's why
0: they built yeah. to the character today.
1: <laughs> was it... Well, what, what was the part when he flew? Was it the part when he takes down the dinosaur? Or was it the... Or was it somewhere else beforehand? I, no, I, where he has to get I to the end when he's like
0: defeating the dinosaur <laughs> mm. and um i love at the end you pointed this out to me because it's been a little bit since um since i see that animated short you pointed out that they keep the dinosaur in a zoo for the
1: public to all to see <laughs> yes they keep him in a zoo for everyone to see but the funny the funny thing that makes me laugh even more is that uh freaking um uh, Superman defeats him by, like, suck like, just punching him in the stomach. But it looks like he still has fight. So Superman uses a light pole and just, like, wraps it around his throat. And I'm like, I have a feeling that this, like, this dinosaur has the ability to, like, lean forward and take the pole out so he can keep moving. <laughs> but he's defeated by that bend of the pole. So, like, it's just done. And then, like someone—I ha- don't know who or what—they must have got Superman to move him or do something with this dinosaur for that time being to give him an exhibit. Uh, <laughs> because yeah. that's the one flaw. He's like, it just cuts to him in an exhibit after capturing was- him, Jurassic and he's Park. like,
0: <laughs> "That's the first Jurassic Park as well."
1: I noticed. I don't know. That well at least is a, a, a authentic dinosaur instead of like uh, gene well, slicing or DNA slicing.
0: I don't know. I never seen a dinosaur like like look like this, but I guess I haven't seen a dinosaur either. So <laughs> we haven't.
1: Well, we haven't discovered it yet. Uh, we need to go to Siberia.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have to go to Siberia. We have to have an expedition.
1: You start yeah, digging.
0: Fund us on. Um, go fund me for our siberian ex- expedition to find the arctic giant it only costs about 10 million dollars so yeah
1: matt and josh's uh, yeah, siberian dig will
0: fund us at um go siberia the yep <laughs> we
1: if we will dig up other bones but we will feel like failures if we do not find the skeleton of this dinosaur we'll find <laughs> That's our job.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, either, it's either Siberia or
0: North Arctic, depending on which... Uh, We're just combing the freezing cold deserts. <laughs> <laughs> Comb the deserts. We're combing the deserts
1: of that place.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, um, I wanted to say, too, uh, so Max Fleischer, uh, one of the studio heads of uh, Fleischer Studios, he invented... The uh, rotoscope, which is an animation tool that is still used today. Um, basically, they trace, they use real um, footage from real actors and they trace them frame by frame. That's why the animation looks so real and so fluid because it's the actual movements that actors are portraying. And um,
1: they, so you're
0: telling they me have. Uh- they they, uh, they have the patent for that, and this is what Disney Animated Studios use. This is what even what is used hmm. in special effects even today with like Avengers and basically every special effect you could think of uses the rotoscope. So you you huh. have this studio to thank. You have Max Fleischer to thank for the rotoscope. Here's to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, oh, I do want to say so. Um, you know, at the end of the the flick. At the end of the flick, um, the dinosaur he breaks like this dam that's like uh you know blocking you know blocking this waterway from uh, Metro. Yeah, he throws a
1: boulder or something yeah. on it.
0: Yeah, so the dinosaur breaks the the dam and then this this whole flood like goes over all these like uh suburban houses and then Superman throws a boulder um to block the dam. That same exact action with him throwing a boulder to block a dam happens in Superman the movie. No, <laughs> no way that Richard Donner did not see this animated short and was um, inspired to do that scene in Superman the movie because if you put it together, that he does the same exact action and it's such—it's like, this, all these animated shorts is like Superman at his like greatest action you know? like, if you want to see great Superman action, these shorts are the things to see and um uh, i do I do recommend these shorts to anyone, even if you 're not really a fan of Superman if you 're a fan of film and animation in general, especially if you 're a fan of animation, you have to see these. You have to watch Superman max Fleischer they 're free they 're copyright they're're they 're they're public domain, so you could see them you could see them anywhere. The only thing that 's not public domain is the trademark of Superman and the music so can you can't pretend that you made Superman and sell these cartoons. <laughs> mm. um, it's very interesting, the copyright um, story behind Superman, because it's, it's, the copyright has been prolonged for uh, for longer and longer as studios kind of pushed their, their, uh, their rights to keep these characters longer and longer from the public. Um, so Matt, what did you, what are your overall thoughts on the Arctic giant?
1: Uh, it was a neat little film. I can't believe it's only nine <laughs> minutes long and, uh, I could, I, I, I'm surprised they even lay up. I would expect it to be like 20 minutes, 30 minutes long, but they shortened, like you said, they shortened it down to nine minutes long. They actually give you all the details, all the information, all the actual great detail of the video. I like got the drawings all in nine minutes, and that's jeez, that's 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 a short time to do all that. But it still did; they still did and it. it. I actually enjoyed it. I can actually sit back and just keep watching yeah, more. Of
0: they're they're fantastic. Like even to not Superman fans, because Matt, I wouldn't really consider you a Superman fan.
1: I am not a Superman fan. I will. I'd be happily to watch a Superman flick or. Watch a like anything like any, i I will watch something that has superman in it, but like I am not a diehard superman fan uh-huh. like you <laughs> right <laughs> I am not i will admit it i will like i i cannot just say i'm gonna open a superman comic i'm gonna i can't I'm not gonna say you know what I'm gonna watch a superman movie i'm not i'm like I'm never gonna be this in the mood for just watching a superman I don't know why i just don't I just don't grasp on the Superman like you do. It's just a dunno. I never was just like I was more when I grew up I was more Marvel. I was thrown into the Marvel run and later on got the concept of Batman. Right. And then like that's how it happened. Like I was Marvel, then my dad's like, Oh, you ever seen Batman? (laughs) And I was like, "Ah? (laughs) Huh? What is Batman? And then they showed me it was like what? Um Tim Burton movies came out at that that time period when I was little, and and my dad's like, "Here's some Adam West stuff." And Adam West, it was. I still love those movies. That movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam West, man. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> fun. But, like the Adam West, the Batman movie is basically like. I need to see his animated movies that came out from like a couple of years seen ago. One of, Before I he seen passed, it was
0: pretty good. Uh, the newer one that. More recently came out the one with Two Face as William Shatner. Um, I -hmm. haven't seen that one. I heard it was pretty good. Maybe we'll review those in the near future.
1: Yes, that'll be your excuse to watch it. No, I already have an excuse to watch it. I need to see it because I'm. That is the thing. Is like that is like I'm a diehard of the older Batman. The older Batman stuff. I would like. I have. I have to re-up the old Batman movie every year, at least. Right, right. Because I just love the... Con- like, I love... The- like, the plot was... It's silly. It's super silly. Are you, but I just are enjoy you,
0: it. Like, how it goes. The Adam West Batman or Michael... Yes. Oh, I okay.
1: Okay. Like, it's super silly. But at the same time, you get that there's shit going on. Batman needs to save the freaking world. Right. <laughs> Even though everyone turns to dust. <laughs> I, I mean, you
0: kind of touched upon it earlier. Like, you were saying that this is only, like, a nine-minute short. And you feel like, you know, with all the information you're getting, this would at least be 20 minutes.
1: Um, It, it yeah. seems
0: like you get, like, a whole, um,
1: you know. You get a whole five minutes yeah, in well, one you minute. A
0: whole, you get a whole movie theatrical adventure all condensed into nine minutes and like you feel like you're not cheapened on action like this whole like what you're explaining like how we explain this uh these shorts sounds like it could be a whole feature and how, yeah that's how um great the pacing is like you get all this information and you don't even have to you know you don't have to think hard about it it's just there and you know what's happening and um these animated shorts were shown in theaters like this was something that you would pay money to see in theaters would be part of like a like a bigger production like a whole day at the the movies you know during the heyday Mm. of like cinema and like the drive-ins and everything like that um this was a short and they even made they made posters for these animated shorts they made trailers like no one made trailers for cartoons like back in those days at least like this was a new thing and they made they made all this um merchandise and everything to promote superman and you did not even think like that anyone would do that nowadays and i can't even imagine what this looked like on a big screen i think it would look fantastic especially with a giant monster like this like i think it would look awesome well, you know i can't oh even... well, josh
1: you know where you have to do now, okay <laughs> We have to get a copy of this video. Like you're saying, it's on YouTube. It's free. It's out there. It's there. There are some that are cut to the wrong size, and there's actually one that's perfect <laughs> size. But you can literally, we can we can literally just go and just buy one of those blow-up freaking, uh, what's it called, uh, theater uh, screens. Get a projector, hook up a laptop, and just fucking just sit there awesome
0: and watch. We did that. We That'd be that. freaking dope. Had like a feature on top of it. Like, that was a short we show in front of it. And then we show, like,
1: we watch, mm-hmm. like,
0: Godzilla, like, right after or something. That would That'd be, be dope. Fantastic. I'm totally in for that.
1: <laughs> well, technically, I have the yardage for that. <laughs> I, don't,
0: I definitely would want to get out something. Obviously, after, you know, everything settles down. But let's just pretend, like, everything's fine right now. We're in Superman Metropolis land, everything's great. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to Six Flags tomorrow. Right. I'm seeing Superman. I'm seeing yeah.
1: Superman there. I'm getting his autograph. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, that's actually pretty cool that they actually set, they actually made all that, like, merchandise and set up to produce, like, promote yeah, these I mean, little Yeah, like, stores. at
0: the time, like, cartoons were kind of,
1: geez, even,
0: like, more today, like, cartoons are still kind of seen as a child art form. Like, this going to uh-huh. an adult or child and you totally like under it's like you get this whole adventure action packed story you know there's no cartoons that were realistic like this really besides like disney at the time but even then like they weren't like action pictures they were more fairy tales so this is almost yeah one of a kind like i can't even think of like anything around this time that even remotely kind of mimics what feelings you know come are portrayed in this piece. You know, this is an action ish kind of
1: like dark well it wasn't cartoon, like cartoon, you know. It wasn't like but like early Superman wasn't that more noir anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean I
0: just I think it just kind of comes with the territory cuz like early Superman you get more of a feel that Superman is a reporter and he does like some detective work because he mm-hmm. is a reporter. And I feel like that's kind of lost in today's audiences, in today's Superman. He doesn't really, he's not really, like, using Clark Kent as his persona to find out clues for him to figure out, like, later on. I mean, I mean obviously no. in this, you, you don't really see Clark Kent, like, really doing any detective work, but in this, you don't really need to, because Lois Lane is doing it for him, you know, he's just kind of sitting back as Clark Kent, he's like, oh, well, she doesn't need me. I'll just sit in the office. You know? It's kind of more of a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, you know. And, uh, you know, he shows up when he needs to, um, as Superman, obviously. But, like, especially in the radio show, oh. you feel him, like, being a detective and kind of finding out these clues, and it's, like, more of a mystery. And it's kind of, you're drawn into
1: how he's going to solve it, just
0: being as Clark Kent.
1: I don't know. one one, abs- like, one thing I do want them to, like... I haven't seen this, ha- like, seen this, like, uh, Alvin Superman in a while, like, like, taking away the, like, what you call it the, like, you know how he's, like, the leader of the Justice League and all that stuff? Like, ever since, like, he's been entitled the leader of that, they kind of made him have, like, this responsibility that he has to be, like, always the leader all the time. Like, at least I just want, like, a con, like... I don't know if there is one out there. I just want to see like a show of his, like an animated show that he has no ties to just oh like, well, no I nothing. Mean, well, it's
0: funny that what? you mentioned that because there's obviously this. This isn't really a, a
1: well, yes, but like I mean, like now, not not like back no, then. Well, well
0: okay, like so now, if you want something more modern, that's more story driven and rich with just Superman, like more isolated. Like I want pure regular styled Superman. I want him to be at his okay, finest. Well, there's definitely there's this and there's there's Superman the animated series which has no ties to anything else outside the D- DC universe. I mean, there are some crossovers with Batman, but it's mm-hmm. natural, like how they I mean when they first meet, you see them first meet, you know. They're more like and those storylines are more isolated. I think I think you would actually really enjoy Superman. The Wait, I remember I remember watching
1: that with you in yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah. we did a thing with uh freaking Ben. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that re-
0: episode ever got released. The world's finest. Um,
1: no, it's freaking three episodes yeah. long of meeting Batman, Superman, yeah, but and it's Batman. Like
0: a, such a natural progression. Those characters, like how their ideologies kind of conflict, and then they kind of eventually join up because they realize they're at this, they're on the same team. But if you want, um, like essential, like story-driven Superman-rich kind of action, uh, Mm -hmm. stories, I would recommend in the animated series for sure. But other, but other than that, anything
1: newer? There's nothing of of them being that rich. That's probably
0: the most quality that came out in recent memory.
1: So, I would say this. I would like if I could send a note to DC and say, I'd like to have you guys have a goal. Why don't you guys step backwards and do something like this? I wonder if they would actually try to say, oh, we should try something like that.
0: I think you're totally (laughs) right. I think I 100% agree with what you're saying. I think what Superman needs to be is kind of go back to his roots. You know? Yeah,
1: they need to drop the leadership role for him. I, he's a good leader, he's all that, but like they went well, they going a little too, too far with him they with went pain. too fast.
0: It need, story, need you need yeah, to yeah. marinate like in him in his storyline and you know in his universe, just Superman as Superman like by himself without all the baggage of the league, without all the baggage of all these kind of you know, universes and everything. And if you just kinda take pick Superman at his core, this is what Superman is, these series, this Max Fleischer mm-hmm. Superman series. And I, I got to say, if you want more, you know, Max Fleischer Superman is better animated, but the story isn't as good as Superman the animated series. If you want something more story-driven, I would go to Superman the animated series. But Superman the animated series, the animation is not nearly as rich as this one, but it's a hmm. great... It still has great visuals, you know, and, and uh, if you want more yeah. kind of more depth to the characters... I would watch Superman the Animated Series. Um, and I would definitely recommend that to to you, Matt, as well. Um, maybe uh, maybe we'll kind of talk about an episode, but I think even just like watching it passing, I think you would actually thoroughly enjoy it. Because um, when I was growing up, this, Superman the Movie, and Superman the Animated Series, I I was kind of all exposed to all at once. So I feel like I got... I, like introduced Mm -hmm. to superman throughout each kind of decade each kind of um like the golden age the silver age and the bronze age i was kind of introduced to superman at each core of of history of what superman is and that's why i that's why i find a really deep connection to superman because he you could find him in any media he's in everything he's in radio he's in he's in newspapers, he's in cartoons, he's in movies, you know, you, you could hear soundtrack, you know, you could, there's so many things, mm-hmm. and you could find him throughout history, and the more you kind of read it into, in between the lines of Superman's history, the more it kind of reflects on our human condition, and what we're kind of going through at that time, and that's what I find fascinating as well from Superman, like, when you listen to old radio shows from 1940s, or the comic books, like, you know that America is in war, and even though like Captain America came out, um, for like after like during the World War, like Superman existed before mm-hmm. then, so like Superman wasn't didn't have the extra baggage of being associated like a hundred percent with the the Second World War. You know that's why his character, you, know, you know existed outside of the war when Captain. It was kind of lost mm-hmm. for a couple of years until they brought him back like frozen. But, um, those two characters do share like a lot of similarities like at their core. But I feel like Superman is a little more, I wouldn't say authentic, but he, um, he has a little more going for him cause he's not a hundred percent like tied into that war. You know, he was a part of the storyline no, was, story was kind of, you know, the, he was part of the outside. War, yeah. lifestyle. He, Like, what was going on on the other side? existed prior to that, and that's what the core of Superman is. Um, So, yeah, I don't really know what else I can really say about this other than just watch it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely just watch. Have Um, fun. Like I said prior, you know, if you're a fan of film, if you're a fan of animation, especially animation, I would highly, 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 highly recommend any one of these superman um animations some are better than others this is one of the top like better like prior, uh prior ones that you have to see um some of them are dated um i don't want to go into how they're dated you'll find out when you watch them but most of them are um very you know you can watch it at any age and and totally understand where it's coming from and what you know undertones is coming it wants to come across so that's really all i want to say about the arctic giant matt do you have any final things you want to say i have nothing um, else yeah <laughs> all right well i guess we're going to close this episode and this is josh from bat yard production sending you off up up and away until next bat yard's finest episode
1: and this is superman's pal matt telling you to become super super friends one episode at a time